praise the lord praise the lord wish you all a happy and a blessed peaceful resurrection day of our lord jesus christ amen when jesus came to this world all even before his coming the message of his first first coming to this world is what the christmas message is about peace amen in luke chapter 2 the verse came to us and verse 14 to 14 glory to god in the highest and on earth peace good will toward men the same way even after the resurrection the message to this world is peace amen amen today we are meditating from john chapter 20 actually from first we can since god has initiated from mary magdalene let us start from verse 11 what is the message for us from verse 11 to 28 29 Let's read. Please keep open your Bible. John chapter 20 from verse 11. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stopped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head of the tomb. and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain then they said to her woman why are you weeping she said to them because they have taken away my lord and i do not know where they have laid him now when she had said this she turned around and saw jesus standing there and did not know what it was jesus jesus said to her women why are you weeping whom you are seeking she supposing him to be the gardener said to him sir if you have carried him away tell me where you have laid him and i will take him away jesus said to her mary she turned and said to him rabboni which is to say teacher jesus said to her do not cling to me for i have not yet ascended to my father but go to my brethren and say to them i am ascending to my father and your father and to my god and your god mary magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the lord and that he had spoken these things to her verse 19 then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut 
where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad and they saw the Lord. So, Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also sent you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So, he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nail, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen? In this portion, there are seven words of Jesus Christ as he has spoken after his resurrection. This may be the first words of his after his resurrection. First three of them are addressed to Mary and the rest four of them towards his disciples. So let, there are, we know in every religion or any other religious leader or so-called God, they are all died forever. But Jesus is the one who risen and he is alive forever. Amen? Amen? Jesus died for once and he alive forever. Glory to God. So the seven words that of the cross gives the message of God to the world. But the seven words of the risen Christ gives a message from God to the church and to his own people. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a miracle of miracles. Amen? Without it, there would not be a savior. There would, more, there would not be a salvation. There would not be a hope of our future, about eternity. So there are so on. Without the Christ who risen, if he has not done that, there is no hope for Christianity. 
the christianity is centered in that we have a great hope there is no hope for the world they do not know if they die today what will happen they may talk about so many things but they do not have the destiny but we as a christian as we started even in our friday on the good friday the message what he has come to us is that we have to believe in him it is for those who believe and to follow always i used to think about it about uh, following christ coming to christ in general coming to christ everybody will come it is easy see the four three levels of uh, christianity as a believer jesus call everybody people used to come to him in multitudes it is good when they came what is there he instruct them the first level is coming to christ the stage of your person is coming to christ it is in multitude then he will instruct and we became a follower then christ will go move in the friend we will follow following christ is not a easy thing not everybody will follow many will come to him but not everybody will follow him then the third level that is my 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 understanding my assumption like that in in what stage we are following christ is not easy what is it take you across and follow me daily then the third level is he will stay back he will send us forth go and preach that is another level of scrutinizing following christ says send forth call them to follow him and send them forth so he will be behind watching over and taking care of us this is the three stages of christianity and what we believe and it is based on what we believe whom we believe it matters so today that is why this is the message for the world the first word from this scripture what you have seen is verse 15 john chapter 20 verse 15 women why are you weeping whom you are seeking jesus said to her why are you weeping there are many reasons for the people usually women they cry for everything sometimes they cry for nothing that is that is true you believe it or not this is the world so they are tender hearted very quickly they will be hurt taken the things uh, uh, in, in very light way so that is why women why are you weeping and whom you are seeking just think about it if this were to you today what is your situation we do not know what are the things following you or troubling you the situation the circumstances at home in a person whatever it is but to, to us the word is the message is why we are weeping and whom we are seeking the first sin was committed by women the first grace was given to a woman this woman is weeping think of all the tears 
through the years tears would have never been a part of life that had been no sin even jesus wept there's nothing wrong in that the shortest verse in the bible we know john 11:35 here jesus stand on the resurrection ground and asked why are you weeping he did not take away the tears but was there as an answer to her tears he will not but he is there to take away and he will not take away the tears yet he is the answer to every reason for our tears in revelation 21:4 the end days what will happen and god shall wipe away all tears from their eyes mary did not recognize the lord perhaps it was her tears maybe it was the time of a day it probably was because she was not looking for him even though he said about his death and his resurrection even she could not able to believe that jesus could have been risen without remembering that she wept so far as everything is given in our hand in our in his word we have all the reason to believe everything what he has instructed to us there is hope for our life we have a destiny because we are not living in this world without any reason we have a reason for our life on this earth god has the purpose the purpose is divine the purpose is great and we should always recognize and think and believe what the purpose of god concerning us on this earth if we know we will not weep we will always glorify god for the life what god has given amen, amen. secondly verse 20 what verse 16 jesus said to her mary just imagine i always like calling by our name is something so great i do not know how do you like it when i had an encounter with god i used to sing the name what to the world the name my parents are given is as per the parents are given to me but to me the name abraham is given by you not by my parents alone by you because conveniently you can ask me you can call me i can we can fellowship with and whatever it was said it has to be fulfilled in my life like that i used to have so much a conversation i am so proud of the name what is given of course all our parents prayfully choose the name and when they name it they have a reason for that that is why even every dedication when the parents declares that what is the meaning of it so the expectation is that we should the child should live according to the name which was given amen at the same time when we are called by name it become very specific so the here when he called mary and it was a shock to her should be because to recognize and also to fulfill and to make her to understand to know that is he 
Jesus Christ is there. That's why when she was not sure or aware of his presence, to make her alert, he said, Mary! Immediately, by voice, she recognized. That's why she turned immediately and said, Rabuni. Every disciple knows the Savior's voice. Because my sheep hear my voice. If you do not know when the Lord is, when the Lord is speaking to you, then you are headed in trouble. That is always I encourage even the disciples training. That is the basis, that is the problem every Christian is having. God is speaking. Every time, every situation, in different situations, different forms, different ways. Through His Holy Spirit. But most of the people, since we do not know, or ignorant of, or we are not prepared to hear Him, we have a trouble in our life. That is why we are seeking somebody's help. What is about it? What do you think of we are looking behind or going behind people or our preachers because we do not know what God is speaking to us. So, it is a time for us, message for us. And expect, any time God will call you by your name. You dream over it, God will speak to you. Then you, it is, you, have, you will respond based on what you believe in. Amen? So, it's a... Thirdly, let me move. Thirdly, verse 17. Jesus said to her, Do not think to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God, and you are caught. So go to my brethren and tell them. That is the third word to her. Most of us, when we are blessed, when we receive something, or when we receive something in the sense the word, most of the so, uh, other category of the people is God speaks. When God speaks to you, he will speak to that. It's not only to you, it is also to the church. Nowadays, people don't come forward to tell, bold enough to come forward to say what God has been speaking. In some churches, it is the other side of it. Everybody will come here. Thus, thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord. But thank God for that. It is not multiple in here. At the same time, it is not preventing you when God says or speaking to you. It is not only to you personally, it is also to the church. So to the church, God speaks to each and every one. So that is why even here, Jesus said to her, Go and tell my brethren. What are the things inside, in that word, go, in the first of all we have to go. Everybody wanted to sit comfortably and keep silent. And uh, here, even through the disciple, he said, go and preach. We know our theme this year. What is the theme? Go and preach the word in season and out of season. 
always, from the beginning, even the last commission of Jesus Christ, go. Not everybody is prepared to go. So now the message to Mary is, personally, go. And tell, go to my brethren, the relationship, my brethren, and tell them that I have risen. So she had a message of the resurrection. Resurrection gives us a message to tell to the world. A message that sin had been paid at the cross. The message that we have a hope beyond the grave. A message of resurrection for ourselves one day and a great reunion day we will have it. That's why in First Thessalonians Paul writes for 13 to 18. But I would not have you ignorant, brothers, concerning those who are asleep, that you be not grieved, even as others who have no hope. For if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will also bring with him all those who have fallen asleep through Jesus. For we say to this you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not go before those who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the rock archangels, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead of the Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. We have a message. The cross gives us a message. The resurrection gives us a message and a power to deliver it. And we are going to tell that or convey that message to this world. That is the message. What is the message? Jesus is risen. He is alive. So each and every one of us always remember this message has to be carried and pass on to others. We believe in the risen Christ who is alive forever with us. So when we are, see, that is our belief. When we miss or lose some of our dear ones, what we grieve along with the world. Sometimes we think that what will happen if I don't cry or weep before people. See, when we believe that without the the, the the physical death on this earth, there is no resurrection. When we believe about the resurrection, first that is the proof. Jesus is risen, we also will risen. That is our faith. That should be our faith. So nobody wants to lose on this earth. That means nobody wants to die. Unless you die, we will not res- resurrect. So that is why we have to thank God for the life what God has given to us. As long our days are in His hand. So most of the people having one of the fear is 
about the future. When you have hope for the future, you do not worry about your destiny. Amen? Amen? We will not worry about the future. If you are accepted Christ, if you are a child of God, you will have hope, you will resurrect, and you will be with the Lord. Whenever we celebrate and remember the resurrection day of the Lord, we should also think about our resurrection day. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? If you believe, say Amen to that. Praise the Lord. Fourth word is, Peace be unto you. Verse 19. See, in this portion, three times he has said, Peace be unto you. See, in verse 19 he says, at the last part, and also in verse 21, Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. Then in verse 26, the last portion, peace to you. Just imagine. On one, one time he has said three occasions. In one occasion, three times he has said, peace be with, peace to you. Peace be with you. Peace be unto you. Why? Why? The whole world is looking for peace. They do not know. Even the message of, that's why I said in the beginning, the message of his birth is peace. The message of his resurrection also gives peace. So, one of the message on this day is, peace be with you. Whatever the situation you are, God says to you, peace be unto you. Amen? That was the message to the disciples. The same message to us because we are also the disciple of Christ. Jesus gave the promise of peace. Not only peace with God, but also peace of God. Peace and not blame. Peace and not fault finding. He has not punished or, uh, or say anything to Mary for not believing or even to his disciple. Always peace be with us. His first word was peace. And not to rebuke. Sin takes away our peace. Troubled heart, troubled consciousness, and also troubled minds, in all due to the consequences of sin in us. There is no peace to be found in the world. In the world, we only find war, fears, troubles, but no peace. But we, as a children of God, we should have peace. That is the portion, the promise, and that is a blessings to a Christian. Always I used to say, as a Christian, the sign of a Christian is, he will live in peace. Whatever the troubles comes, whatever the situation or surroundings may change, but we have an unchanging God, but we will live in peace. The sign of a Christian is, he will live in peace in all situations, all circumstances. Nothing will overcome him because Jesus Christ has overcome the world on our behalf. Always, one day, in those days, one of your mature or experienced Christian, a believer asked me, Brother, please pray for me. 
for my peace i said immediately and quote the word and isaiah 48:22 or 557:1 he says as i said to him how can you said this you are my elder brother you are this many years a believer you are asking me to pray for the peace you know what the bible says about it what the bible says what the bible says as i told you two quotations isaiah 48:22 and isaiah 57:21 there is no peace says my god for the wicked only when we have sin that will take our peace that is a sign of your christian christian in the sense those who have the holy spirit in us those who have holy spirit in you if you that is true he will not let you to do or commit any small sin if you do that you a small lie the holy spirit will remind you and prick you how can you do that then at the same moment you will lose your peace again that is a, that is the beauty of your christianity once again when you realize it attentive to the voice of the holy spirit who speaks within you immediately what is expected the obedience confess before the lord once again i am sorry yes that is true my lord i have done it i have, i should not have done it i should not have spoken this i have done it i am sorry when you say that definitely god forgives you you will regain your peace so how we hold our peace peace in our life forever this is so always tuned by the holy spirit attentive to the voice of the holy spirit that's why he is always there he will convict and he will correct the work of the holy spirit is we always say yes he is the comforter he is the counselor yes that is his part of his job and his function of the holy spirit at the same basically he will convict and he will correct if you are ready to correct yourself amen amen that is the secret of living in peace always attentive to the voice of the holy spirit in your life so that you live in peace forever amen fifthly as my father has sent me i also sent you receive the holy spirit this is the another verse 20 and 22 21 and 22 then jesus said to them again peace to you as my father has sent me i also sent you and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them to receive the holy spirit here is the call to service and the power to serve there is a job to be done for the lord that is the reason he has left us here instead of taking us home to heaven immediately after the conversion we are powerless without him he puts his power inside us through the person of the holy spirit as i said the cross gives us the message the resurrection gives us the power amen amen when you look at the scripture continually in this verse 20 some 
21 and 22, what he says, He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Continually, verse 23 says, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you remain, retain that sin of any, they are retained. See, when we, whenever we think of the Holy Spirit, even the Acts chapter, the key verse for the bread of life, 1-8, when we receive the power, power for what? Power for what? To witness. And when we, in these days, very specially, Christians or believers are looking for power. I want the power, I want the power. Power for what? To do miracles? To bring signs and wonders? More than everything. First of all, power to live you, for you to live a holy life. Power to forgive sins according to here. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, if you do not have that power, you cannot forgive. If you cannot forgive others, you cannot be forgiven. That should be known. That is why he taught us even in his prayer, when we forgive others, forgive our sins and trespasses as we are forgiven. We don't want to forgive others, but at the same time we want to, to be forgiven for everything. If we are not forgiven, what was said before, the peace of God cannot be with you. So, it is not to, to live in a good conscience. We should have this attitude of always, anytime, ready to forgive others. And then only, you can always expect, you will be forgiven anytime. You will have that conscience. If you are not forgiven, you will not care or think about, or, uh, or you, that may not be in your conscience that I have to be forgiven. So you may be continually living a life what is pleasing to you, not pleasing to the Lord. So dear brothers and sisters, why the Holy Spirit of God is given? He has given to us and given us the power through the Holy Spirit even to forgive the sins of others. If you do not forgive, your sins cannot be forgiven. If your sin is not forgiven, you will not live a holy life and you will not have a life with peace. Right? That is the message for us on this day. That is, receive the Holy Spirit, forgive the sins of others. Sixthly, do not be unbelieving, but believing. That is the message to Thomas, John twenty twenty seven. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my sight. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. He is always even named, nicknamed, Doubting Thomas. Yes? You know it? You are aware of it? Yes. Whatever the reason is, 
But even though he is a doubting Thomas, do you know in this is how many Thomases are there? <laughs> how many Thomas are in church? In our church there are many Thomas. So it doesn't mean they are doubting. And uh, one way I look at it, it is right to be clarified. If you are having doubt is sin, but at the same time in his case, when you are not cleared, you cannot be a person for everything. And in his way, in his view, he may be right. That is why I am so proud of him, because he is the one who brought the gospel to India. If he is a doubting person, if we put him aside, even India may not have got the evangelized. He is the first person who brought the gospel to India. So in that case we should, uh, all the credit goes to him. Right? And he wanted the confirmation and the proof. No, not about it. When I think of him, always I used to think about, not every person will believe in everything. You know who is the, uh, in the Bible, the whole Bible. Or when we are talking about the faith. Faith means immediately it goes to whom? Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith, the Bible says. And when I meditate on him, about him, even he did not believe once God said, okay, I will bless you, you will be a blessing. He has not taken granted once. Do you know that? He believed it, and that became righteous to him, and he is a friend of God, he is the father of nation, he is the father of his soul, there are, he, has, he received so many grace, or the names, as an appreciation. But, in the same Bible, it is mentioned, about his life, he has not accepted, just once God said, I will bless you, I make you as a nation, and you are a blessing. You know, it is not once. First mistake, what he has done is, he thought that God will bless him through Agar. Second mistake, after Ismail is born, he thought he is the one. Ismail is the child, what God has promised. Thirdly, again he made a mistake. If he is not, who is that? He is that Eliezer? One after one, one after one, he was keep on doubting. And doing mistakes. But still, the grace of God made him to go through. He waited for 25 years means, it is not simply waited. Of course he has waited. He has gone through painful situation. But at the same time, the one question to me is, he has not once accepted with one word. Maybe for you, I am not encouraging you to doubt. Please, don't misunderstand me. Hello? Don't sleep. It's an important message. I am not encouraging you to doubt. But clarity and understanding should be there. We cannot believe everything blindly. We have, should have used our mind, our wisdom, the godly wisdom, to discernment, with the discernment, and to know the things and understand the things. Then it will remain forever. We cannot just follow as a goat, just to follow one after one. We have, God has given us the wisdom. That is why we cannot 
Listen, every preaching when she is coming like a wind on these days. Listen, understand, meditate, compare with the word and see the truth. Then apply it in your life. You follow Christ. Then you will not be moved or shaken this side or waved. As the wind push the people this side and that side, we will not be pushed on to that way. So we have to believe. We have to learn from him. And uh, he is the one of the missionary who came to India from him. That's why it doesn't, once we are not believing or doubting me, it doesn't mean you doubt forever. At the same time, even uh, Jacob was, what is the name of, uh, meaning of Jacob means? A cheater. How many Jacobs are there in our church? Huh? So we are not putting them, you are a cheater, you are a cheater. So what is the good thing lesson from him? We have to receive it. Not the la- Otherwise, not everything is recorded in the Bible. Most of the things are for what is some of the things to live, some of the things to carry, to follow. Finally, verse 7. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Verse 29. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That is the higher level of Faith in God. And that is the, at the same time, that is the basic and foundation of Christianity. Because whatever is said in the Bible, we just believe it. You know what is the believe means it. So in that case, we as a Christian, our salvation is through faith. Our righteousness is through faith. That's what we read. So we are saved by faith. That we know from Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. And we are righteous through our faith. Romans 3, 22. And we walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. So, Mary lost the Lord in verse 13. But she found him afterwards. So in the same way, in these seven verses of the Jesus Christ after the resurrection, reminds us on this day. And this is the message for us to remember forever. Whenever we think of the resurrection day, what is the message for you? Number one, women, why are you weeping? Whom we are seeking. So whenever you are attempt or uh, have a situation of weeping, do not weep. Because we have a risen Christ with us. And always expects God to call us by our name. I, I, and as I said, I always attempted to the, his voice to call my, my name. I, I applied for everywhere. Even the beginning, Adam, Adam, where are you? If that question is asked me, what I will do? What I will say? Peter, 
what the people say the world says what do you think agar agar abraham so in the you just imagine you expect god to speak to you and call you by your personal name do you like it do you believe it you expect that and go to my brethren and tell them we are here the message for us is carry the resurrection message of christ to this world and peace be unto you you are a peacemaker you if only when you have peace you can make peace with others so always the promise to you is you live in peace and uh, as my father has sent me and i also sent you receive the holy spirit god has given us the holy spirit to forgive and also that is a power power to forgive sins of the others and uh, that is an assurance that we will be forgiven as well and we should not be unbelieving and we should be believing it is not by seeing and without seeing we should believe in every word of god amen may god bless you all let us stand up Can I call the choir quickly please Before the choir could get ready to lead us into worship we thank God for the message that just came to us we were all called am i right all of us were called everyone who's here were called and all of us or many of us have come to christ we were called and we came to christ the question is where are you today you came to christ but where are you today in the message it says we were asked to follow christ hello the question is are we following christ at this very moment i want you to examine yourself and say if you can boldly say i have received his call and the second question is yes i am following christ and according to the message he says go and tell my brethren i am alive if that same question is asked to us today can we boldly say yes lord i will take that message to my brethren that you are alive he says don't be afraid i will be with you wherever you go i will go with you i will give my spirit to you to give you boldness to preach the word amen amen the question is i want to ask you a question one more time all through generation he has been calling pastor said rightfully adam where are you i want you to ask yourself right now tell yourself tell claudie where are you ask yourself please where are you at this moment are you called if you answer yes are you following if you answer yes are you willing to go if the answer says you should be willing to say yes